3 a.m. Again, why did I ever think this was a good idea? Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Join our group of Run Disney friends as we talk about running at Walt Disney World and beyond. We'll discuss recent runs, training, upcoming races, and surprise topics suggested by you, our listeners. Well, the alarm's gone off, so let's go. Hi, this is Sarah Howell from Richmond, Virginia, and I'm here at the Expo waiting in line to get some merch. And while I'm waiting, I'm listening to the Rise and Run podcast. Thanks, guys. Sarah, standing in line, waiting to get into the Expo for Marathon Weekend. Thanks, Sarah. Hey, boys and girls, by the time you're listening to this, it's only one week for those who are heading to Princess Weekend, who will also be waiting in line to get into the expo. Hi, everybody. Great to have you with us again for episode 72 of the Rise and Run podcast. I'm Bob. I'm here today with Allie. Hi, friends. With Jack. Hi. With Greg. Hey, hey, hey. With Lexi. Hello. With Alicia. Hello. And with John. Hey, how you doing? John, I'm doing great, man. Good. I'm doing great. And I haven't let, I haven't had you go last for a while. It's it's kind of nice. I appreciate. I appreciate you asking. I appreciate your concern. I'm very uh, concerned, Bob. Uh, uh, yeah, you should be. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people were concerned about me. I appreciate it. Uh, hey, we're running out of intros. Uh, we've got just enough to last to episode seventy three, which is fortunate because that'll give Jack, Allie, and me. A chance to record some more when we get down and meet you, probably at the meet and greet. I know that I'm going to be at the expo after lunch. Allie, you're going to be kind of late, right? Yeah, my flight gets in late that day. Yeah. And Jack, when are you heading over to pick up your bib? So here's the pickle. So <laughs> I had requested off on Saturday. I didn't get it. It's, uh, I was hoping to go to the expo on Saturday. But okay. um, I work Thursday and Friday, and um, I'll be there, but I'll be in and out pretty quickly. Okay. Um, on one of those days, but yeah, they um they denied my day off, so I'm gonna try yeah. and I work from 4 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Saturday, so I'm basically going from work then to the race straight there. Well, I'm gonna yeah. come home, change, and then go to the race, and oh then oh my, yeah. Um more on if I'm going to run the race or not later. <laughs> all right. All right. So maybe you'll see Allie or me asking for a new intro for the show. And Allie and I will also see you at the meet and greet on Saturday, 3 p.m. in the food truck area over there at Disney Springs. Hey, before I forget this, episode 72 today, we've got a special episode coming out early next week. We had a chance to talk with our friend, Michael Gabriel. You may know him on Instagram as run the small world. Good friend of the show. Really nice fella. Just finished the world marathon challenge. We had a nice long interview with Michael. We think you're going to enjoy that'll be available early next week, early the week. Hey, there you go. Give you something to listen to as you're driving or flying 
to Disney World for Princess Weekend. So we think you're going to enjoy that. I know we enjoyed talking with Michael. Looking at training, Princess, just one week away. There is a four-mile run on the training schedule for this weekend. I think most of us will do that. Question I usually get is, race week, what do you do? There's two ra- There's two training runs on there, two 30 to 45-minute training runs. Uh, I usually get the first one in, and for the second one, I'm usually going to the expo, and I don't even worry about it, that last one. So you've got that springtime surprise now eight weeks away. It'll be here before we know it. If you're running the challenge, I've got a two-miler and a six-and-a-half-miler as what I show on the schedule. If you're running the half marathon, it'd be a six-and-a-half-miler. Gang, uh, how's the training going? Jack, I know you got some special training going on. How's that going? Yeah, so my 100K is this Saturday. Yeah. Um, Before I even attempt to think about that. So I haven't really talked about what's been going on. Well, I had a hiccup. And so basically two and a half weeks ago, I did my last back-to-back-to-back run. So I did three 20-milers in three consecutive days. Right. Fine. Was it fun? No, but I did it. And um, yeah, then the week after on that Tuesday, I was just supposed to do two separate five milers. So a total of 10 miles. I get done and um, something in my ankle was not feeling right. I'm like, well, it's just tired. It's fine. It will fix itself. And um, it didn't. And I was in pain. And I remember when, no, it was Thursday morning, two days after it, and I had elevated and iced it. And I'm pretty sure it was swollen. I have a feeling it was something similar to what I had happened to me <laughs> last year for uh, before with training with Lake Sonoma with the posterior tibial tendinopathy, uh, but now in the other ankle area. Um, and because it hurt from the... I don't know if you want to say the arch of the foot, but like right around the bone area where that tendon is and just a little bit up the ankle. And um, I messaged Coach Twigs on my way to work. And um, I was like, can I just call you? Because I haven't been able to go to the Zoom calls. And um, I cried. Because how would this happen two weeks weeks before race day? And I'm like, all that training, yeah. That just sucks. And um, we had a game plan where I'm basically walking all of my workouts. Okay. Um, and it got better, but I'm now to the point where if I, well, I, and I, and I thought this right then after I got off the phone call with Chris Twiggs and I was like, this, I, I'm going to admit to myself, this wasn't a dream race. This was a means to an end for me to be able to get a time for Western States 100. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now that I've taken the pressure off of myself about a time, I'm just going to enjoy the fact that I'm on the trails again, which is all I've been wanting all year. And I will get as far as I can. It is going to be okay. I am going to have fun. And um, I'm going to take it aid station by aid station. And if for whatever reason I don't finish it, it will be my first ever DNF. And I will accept the fact, but I'm not going to injure myself. Right. Continuing right. that. Now, right. I will say if I happen to be around mile 45 or 50 That's and I'm already story. close to finishing, I'm finishing. You know what no, I mean? And I, just, I get you. 
and I just won't do princess at sure, that point. Different story, different story. Um, but it's a hit or miss of what it feels like um, on the days. So we'll, we will see. <laughs> I wish you the best, Jack. You put a lot of work into it. I think it's a big deal. But be smart. Yeah. And walking, hey, you're talking to the right guy about walking. And I'm, yeah. I'm walking. I'm walking until June. Um, water training, too, if you can. I don't know if you and Chris talked about that or not. Aqua jogging. I don't know if that's available to you, but that's a great alternative. Well, yeah. at this point, I, I, I've gone back to the little quotes you might see or little memes you might see. Run what you can, walk what you can't, and crawl if you must. Yeah. I don't want and you crawling. Was, well, okay. Can I tell you a really cool idea that no. I had? Yes, of course you doing? can. Oh my gosh, this is epic. So you know how much I love Ted Lasso. So this is going to be a yeah, very much Ted Lasso inspired race. So I asked my boyfriend, I was like, can you make me a sign from Ted Lasso that just says believe and we'll rip it and we'll tape it back together like it is on the show. <laughs> I know the one, yeah. And that every time I come up to an aid station, you know how they slap the sign before they go out for game day? That will be me yeah. at each stage station. Believe, <laughs> hit, you know, okay, I got my power up. I'm good. I'll see you in like 12, 15 uh, uh, miles. So that's Jack, the goal. I, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's terrific, Jack. Uh, wish you the best. Thank Absolutely, you. we're so proud of you, Jack. We I are appreciate it. <laughs> but you, you hit the nail on the head. You don't want to uh, owies and injuries. Okay, you can run through owies, you can't run through injuries. And you try running through injuries, you end up being down for even longer. And again, we can talk about that next time I see you <laughs> because I'm pretty experienced in that too. So yeah, I wish you all the best. Hey, kind of a big day in Run Disney history today. Registration opened for the half marathon or the race weekend at Disneyland. Hooray! Who's, who's going? I am. Lexi's Hola. going. <laughs> Jack's going. I think that's, I know that's it from the gang here. How did registration go, guys? Oh, well, if you check, if you checked out our live stream, that was, <laughs> that was fun on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm so happy you joined in, Lexi, because um, I, I I went on live. I started live streaming it what ten fifteen minutes before it started, and then nothing happened. <laughs> Once ten o'clock hit, but uh, that was fun. That was so much fun uh, chatting with you guys and chatting with you, Lexi, and playing yeah. Never Have I Ever Running Edition <laughs> while we were waiting for registration. So. If you were not part of registration um, or all of the hubbub that went about it, um, they announced that registration was going to open at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Yeah. And 10 a.m. Eastern time rolled around and there was no registration. Mm. <laughs> and everybody was like messaging each other like, do uh -huh. you have it? I don't have it. Do you have it? Nobody did. <laughs> like, I'm so happy we live streamed because it was one of the people that commented that says, oh, it's open. And I have, I, I stopped refreshing. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and what was weird, though, is Run Disney didn't post any updates. Oh, I know. Like, they didn't say, hey, we're coming on in 15 minutes. It was just like radio silence. And then all of a sudden it was up. Well, if we go back to the infamous a marathon weekend registration, it took them a good, I don't know, about an hour to acknowledge that they weren't up. Yeah. 
So I'm not surprised 15, 20 minutes. And I'll bet everybody was holding their breath going, oh, no, not again. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, At least you guys didn't get the, we're working on it, little like right. dwarves. <laughs> that did come up. Yep. Yeah. Um, and dwarves. then there was this weird, like, I think it was like 1010, just the 10K opened up. But whenever you clicked on register now, it just mm-hmm. looped back to it the same away, page. Yeah. yeah. But um, the whole, what, what was it? Michael does Disney. Is that who? Yes. Didn't he say there was 180,000 devices trying to I log in that. all at once? And to yeah. be fair, three or four of those ended up being mine. I feel bad. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. yeah Someone cool. didn't follow the rules on that video that run Disney. Yeah, what is it? Screen. No one followed the of course rules because Lexi had three screens plus your phone. So well, no, my phone was live streaming with you, so I didn't use my phone. Okay, plus, you had three. How many folks do you think who weren't planning to register logged in just to see how things were going? Yeah, I oh, bet. Yeah. I, but, I did, but it was like 1045 when I did. I just wanted to see what came up, and I got a one hour, and I said, "Add it." So I closed it right away. Well, going back to the whole the links not being live until a few minutes after ten o'clock. I'm again, we don't know the reasoning behind it or anything like that, but I wonder if they were trying to avoid a marathon weekend 2.0, where you know, if you think about it, those links were open what, 10 to 15 minutes before 10 Mm o'clock. And then all those people got in there and then it caused the log jam or whatever. So I wonder if they were trying to do that to avoid so many people getting into the system. Again, we'll never know, but they're just comparing apples to oranges. I wonder if that had anything to do with it. Yeah. It it wasn't as meme heavy on this one. Agreed. (laughs) No, no, it didn't have enough. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway... Lexi and Jack, you got in, got what you wanted, right? Yeah. More than um, I wanted. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> well, thanks to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, we both got in for the Dumbo Double Dare. Jack say got it in three like, times fast. <laughs> Dumbo Double Dare. You, you got to say, say it three times fast. T- no, I dared you. <laughs> no. Dumbo Double Dare. 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 Okay. <laughs> They did that on purpose. I got in the 5K as well mm. by peer pressure. You get into yes. that thing. That's cool. I uh, our uh, we had a Facebook group Disneyland registration chat thread that was very active. Uh, it was so active that I couldn't keep up with it. I I spent registration in the dentist chair, so y'all had more fun than I did. But <laughs> but by the time I could get back to that, that was kind of neat though. I was excited to see how active that was. I do hope that most folks got what they wanted. I know everything did sell out. Yeah, everything so- was sold out within the hour. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So by 11 o'clock, 11.15, mm-hmm. everything was sold yeah, out. Yeah, everything was sold out. Mm-hmm. That's not too different from most other uh, registrations within the past, uh, what, two years or whatever? Well, since COVID. Yeah, since COVID. So I'm not so surprised. I mean, it wasn't like Marathon Weekend, which was refreshing. That was, a, yeah, that and was I do a know, disaster. Um, just from what I've seen from Facebook, there are some charities out there that have bibs as well. Yeah, and things are likely to open up again, too. They do from time to time. We've seen that. Now, the way we used to track this, I used to get help tracking when things open, is there was a Twitter feed 
that was put out, but I think I think that has changed. John, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Uh, he put a note out that the way Twitter's working, that uh, service isn't going to work after the 13th, possibly. So he said mm-hmm. to get get onto your Telegram or uh, there is yeah. – there was another one. I forget which one it was. Uh, I'll find it out and I'll put it in the show notes uh, that you can go on and uh, f- follow the feed. It might have been Discord. I'm not sure. but uh, Okay. But uh, And you can follow the feed that way. So the Twitter feed might go away. It's probably going to go away, it sounds like. And uh, you're not going to be able to register from Twitter anymore. Mm, not re- not yeah. register, but get notified. No, Twitter. you won't get the notifications that registration's open. That was a neat tool and very helpful. You'd get a a notification when registration opened for a race, even though sometimes it only opened for seconds, but sometimes it's open long enough to get some folks in. So yeah, we need to look into that a little more and put that information out. So you have that tool available to you. So races are back in California. Cool. I hope to get there someday. It's not going to be this January though. I was going to say, based on the enthusiasm leading up to this registration and how quickly everything sold out. Now, obviously, I know Disneyland has to coordinate things also with Anaheim City Council, but I hope that today's speedy sellouts signals to run Disney that people want to run at Disneyland and that they will bring back the multiple race weekends that they used to do out there as opposed yeah. to this just being the yeah, so. one time a year thing. So fingers crossed for that. Cough, cough, Avengers. Cough, cough. (laughs) Please, Avengers. Those medals would be epic. Yeah, neat. Yeah, a lot of neat things. That let yeah, let's hope. Let's see what happens. It's in the mean in the meantime, uh, we did get that Disneyland registration done. Folks will be out there in January. And we got some more information about an event that's coming up much sooner. The event guide posted for Princess Weekend. Gang, let's see here. Uh, let's talk about it a little bit. I don't want to go into great detail. Uh, folks can certainly look through it on their own, but let's talk about a couple things. I'll start talk, and I want to talk about the expo for just a moment. A note for Disney, run Disney veterans, don't forget your ESPN beer cup. Take it with you and save. I think you save like $8 on a beer or something. If you bring your cup for a refill, don't forget your cup. You'll thank me when you do. Uh, looking at the expo, I'm looking at the hours for the expo. First of all, if you haven't been there before, I always have to remember that we got folks who haven't been to a Disney race before. When you get to the run expo, you're going to go there for a couple of reasons. You're going to go to pick up your bib. You're going to pick up your race shirts. And you're going to go to the... Vendor Expo, what I call, I think it's the Advent Health Expo is the official title. I'm not sure. The sponsor probably varies from race to race. Uh, And also the Run Disney Merchandise Expo. Let's start with the hours for the expo. They all, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all of them open at 10 a.m. That's a little later than previous races, but all open at 10 Thursday's close Thursday closes at eight Friday at seven and Saturday is closed at three Saturday closes early for attending the Disney merchandise expo. You need to get into the virtual queue. 
and use your My Disney Experience, your Disney app to get into the virtual queue. You have to be on property or I think within 40 miles, although I'm not sure exactly how that's measured. And you get into queue, you get a, a group number to enter, and it works just like other virtual queues for Disney events. Personally, I usually go in the afternoon. And I avoid most of the mess. It's busy in the morning, very busy in the morning, but by lunchtime, things calm down a bit. The downside to that is some of the merchandise, particularly some of the official run Disney merchandise, sells out early. Uh, I, my experience during Marathon Weekend was things were in pretty good stock, even later in the week. I will even sometimes go back later. I, got to, I had to go Thursday to pick up my bibs, but sometimes I'll go later on. I like to go back, particularly on Friday, and visit with Jeff Galloway. Crowds are way down on Friday. If you're going to the expo, don't forget to stop by and say hi to our friend Pam. She'll be there at her Fluffy Fizzies booth. And always, I say it every time, do yourself a favor. Go see Jeff Galloway. And tell him, tell him the guys on the Rise and Run podcast sent you. Also at the Jeff Galloway booth, Coach Twiggs is usually there, Chris Twiggs, and he has information on the Galloway Pacers, the pace groups. He can tell you what corral they'll be starting in, what intervals they'll be running, and what their paces or their finish times are for the particular pace groups. Let's talk about the individual races. Start with the 5K. First of all, all three events, the 5K, the 10K, and the half, all start at the same time. They all start at 5 a.m. All the transport, including the monorail, will be available beginning at 2.30 in the morning. 2.30, that's mighty early. But that's the first bus, first monorail available to get you to the start point at Epcot. No Skyliner for any races. And if you're driving yourself, you need to be at the parking lot by 4 a.m. The 5K runs a route that's looking pretty familiar to folks who have done Disney 5Ks recently. Starts in the Epcot parking lot area, runs around the streets for a bit, gets into Epcot around the Mexico Pavilion, goes around World Showcase, ducks out by the International Gateway and then back in. And finishes at Epcot. Starts in the dark, finishes in the dark. Because it's still dark by that time in the morning in Central Florida. That's the 5K. John, what's up with the 10K? Okay, so the 10K is another one of those courses that you would have done before if you did the uh, 10K during Wine and Dine. It's pretty much the same exact course. Uh, start out, get about three miles on the road. Head into uh, Hollywood Studios, there by uh, that Cars and Rock and Roller Coaster. Head on out down to uh, the Boardwalk, in through Epcot, and out to the finish line. Uh, and if you're worried about it, there's going to be about three water stops there. So if you're worried about over overheating, you have three water stops on the course. Sounds good. Allie, what's up with the half? So the half has a similar route as to years past as well. 
Um, there are 10 water stops on this half at just about every mile or so. So plenty of water and there's usually a fuel stop around mile eight. Um, we have three miles of highway to start to Magic Kingdom. Then you're going to run through um, Ticket and Transportation Center. And then once you enter Magic Kingdom down the best part, which is Main Street, USA, oh, yeah. through Tomorrowland, around Fantasyland, through the castle. And don't forget, like we always say, get your photo at the end of the castle by turning left at the bottom of the ramp. Don't forget that. Then in through into Frontierland um, and then out past the resorts and then a few miles of highway, a little bit of Epcot. You come in by a figment and then go out by Mission Space and then you're going to the finish line where you'll get your medal. A cool thing that I noticed is that in the half section in the event guide, in the spectator section, they have some suggested spectator spaces for you to, to watch people at from miles three to seven. They have about four different ones that they suggest in there. So you can go in and it'll tell you how to get there and um, you know where you can watch from. And some that's kind of new to the event guide. I don't think that they've done that before for spectators. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, they used to have the cheer squad, but that's a little bit different. But speaking of spectators, it's a question we get asked a lot on Facebook. What are good places to watch my runner compete? So let's talk about that a little more. So for this segment of the episode, we've got a couple special guests who have joined us. We've got Jen. Hello. Hiya, Jen. And Casey's with us. Yay. Casey, thanks for joining us. We're glad to have the two of you here. We have spectated, the gang has spectated at some point or another, but not too often. So we're glad to have some help in this segment. Now, we'll talk principally about Princess Weekend, but if you have any thoughts on spectating in general, let's bring those up and talk about those too. So let's start with Princess Weekend. Start with the 5K. Not a whole heck of a lot of spectating going on on the 5K. Anybody have thoughts or ideas for this particular event, this race? Well, uh, for the 5K, uh, one of the areas you can spectate is, of course, the finish line. Uh, there's a finish line spectator area there. There is some spectator areas uh, by the start groups in the corrals, uh, where they line you up, there's a little use. I think there might be even a bleacher there. Uh, it depends what they put up. And if you want, once they start, if you go to where the resort buses are, uh, you can stand by the resort buses and watch the people come by for that little first stretch of the, uh, the event. All right. Thanks, John. But bottom line, the 5k is not much of a spectator event. And you've got to be pretty dedicated to be there for that 5 a.m. start to be a spectator for the 5K. Let's move on to the next one. How about the 10K? Now we're getting a little more interesting. The course gets a little more interesting, and maybe there's some more places. Any thoughts, any places to watch the runners on a 10K? I think in the event guide, it still only says start and finish. Um, oh, I yeah. was looking at that last week. Um, and I will say, I tried to spectate for the 10K last year at Princess, and we decided to pick up the buses after they started running again. And okay. we did not make it to the finish line in time oh. to watch our friends cross. Um, yeah. Part of that was that our bus driver got lost. Oh, um, no. But 
uh, I would recommend just going ahead and getting one of the later buses of the runner buses in the morning um, and just going and hanging out there and being a part of the atmosphere. Yeah, neat. Neat, that's a good idea. I've noticed as a runner, uh, courses going through the boardwalk will frequently have spectators, but most of those are folks who are staying at one of the boardwalk resorts. So, Jen, you mentioned that you've done a lot of spectating for 10Ks. What was your favorite spot to spectate in? I'm actually fairly new to run Disney. Um, Last year's Princess was my first live event at Disney. Um, I ran the half, and then I had a friend uh, that did the challenge. So uh, the 10K at that weekend was actually my first spectating experience. And as I said before, we didn't make it to the finish line. We met them at the meetup area. So, um, but I will say when we watched the marathon, uh, back on marathon weekend this year, we were in magic kingdom right at the corner where you turn to see the castle and watching the runners reactions as they turn to see the castle was just amazing. All right. You've given us a good transition. The 10K, again, limited spectating opportunities, start and finish are the best. If you're in a boardwalk hotel, you're in good shape, like Alicia said. But let's get to the big one for this weekend, which is the half. And Jen, you started on it. Oh, golly. I got to believe that's the best place to watch any Disney running event is on Main Street. So Jen or Casey, whoever wants to go for this one or both, I'm curious, what is the best time to get over to Magic Kingdom? Do you drive there or do you go to Epcot and then take the monorail over there? What is What do you recommend doing? Um, so the couple of times that I've done it, I've driven over to Epcot to drop the runners off and just left the car there um, and then hung out around Epcot until it got a little bit later in the day. Um, And then I've taken the monorail over to Magic Kingdom, um, which was really fun. But um, other instances, I've driven over to the Polynesian and had breakfast and then driven over the Ticket Transportation Center. Um, It's all pretty easy. Uh, You just have to make sure that you allow like an hour before your runner is going to get there um, because it does get a little chaotic. And then you kind of underestimate all of the footsteps that you have to take to get to where you want to be. Um, once you get to like magic kingdom, finding a spot is a little tough too. Cause you want to be able to see your, yeah, you want to see your runner and then everybody's kind of fighting for like right against the ropes. But if you find a family and you're like, Oh, when's your runner going to come by? And they're like, yeah, about 20 minutes. You're like, awesome. Can I take your spot? Once you're done, my runner's coming in like an hour. Um, and yeah. then just kind of cheering together because once the runner sees that family and there's a whole crew cheering for them kind of a really special moment um and then just kind of rotating and making sure like if people have kiddos that they can get to the front of the rope um and make sure you're not blocking anybody uh race etiquette goes for spectators too so don't stand in front of a family um or cut in front of anyone (laughs) but magic kingdom is the best place to spectate um my second favorite spot is right in epcot um right when you enter the world showcase oh okay yeah. Okay. There's that'd be a good. Lot. It's really, really long there. So there's a plenty of space. Yeah. Let's st- just stay on Main Street for one more minute. Um, sure. I have heard, now I've never spectated on Main Street, but I've heard what you were talking about, Casey, that people are pretty decent about 
hey, my runner's coming by. Can I have your spot? And switching back and forth. That's pretty neat. I think that's cool. Um, I know, I know as a runner, that's just the best man making the turn and everybody's cheering. It's the greatest. Um, I, the only time I've been a spectator was on a half. It was the, just this last half marathon, marathon weekend. And I was down in the area. What do you guys call it? Cone alley? Epcot bus loop area? Because I was well, with you on that one. We did, get, we did get there. We did get there. But before that, I was down basically across the street from the Poly. On that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I missed you on that spot. Yeah. Yeah, that's because you're too daggum fast. <laughs> or I was too slow getting out of the hotel, one or the other. But that was a nice area because it's flat and there's no other entertainment. There's a little bit. There is a little bit. There's some characters. But... You can see the folks go by and they appreciate you being there to help motivate them. I thought that was pretty cool. So that's a good place also. And then from there, I hopped on the monorail and that's when I met you, Jack. And you and I were, where were we, Jack? Right outside the Epcot bus loop is a fantastic spot because that's usually around like about what, less than a mile or about a mile before you get there. Now, if I could recommend one spot that I feel like not many people take advantage of, which I think is you don't see many people there. And when you do see people there, you get really excited because you know you're still on your way to Epcot. It's like right at the start of the Epcot parking lot. It's just after mile 11. If you can park and then walk back to the side, kind of where the overpass is, that literally is like the heaven because people just went up this overpass they're exhausted and they know they still got about what a mile and a half left at or least whatnot. yeah and yeah. so you always kind of like for me and i know when i've spectated before especially for the marathon um but for this one it's always great to get your runner right when they need it the most and usually that's within the last two miles um that i've kind of noticed um but yeah, I, I highly recommend that spot as well. If you can get the monorail from Magic Kingdom back to Epcot and then walk your way out to that way, I think that's a fantastic spot. And always converse with your runner too if you're able to communicate with them uh, through text messages. So that way you have an idea because you know what? I'm not going to lie. The tracking isn't always the best that, that Disney uh-huh. offers. So yeah. <laughs> so Casey, there was one spot that you like spectated in one time and I was running and it was somewhere near magic kingdom. Where was that? Uh, it was right when you entered. Um, so when you guys come through the parking lot and go down and head into the ticket and transportation center, um, there is like a whole strip of area where you can run through, um, and you can line up right there too. Um, and it has some awning. So if it is raining, you have some shelter as well. Um, but that's a really good spot because it's not usually very crowded, pretty easy to get to. So if you're able to park there, um, super easy to just walk right up and, and spectate from there and then get on the monorail and head to Magic Kingdom. Oh, yeah, because I'm seeing on the map, it's like right near the monorail. It's between miles three and four mm-hmm. um, on the half marathon map. So that's a pretty good spot. And then you can go to Main Street, you're saying, yep, right between miles, I don't know, four and five. And as long as you're in and out, um, the monorail is pretty much the easiest way to get between the three spots. 
Um, so if you wanted to do like mile three and then mile seven and then get to Epcot for the finish, um, you could probably make all three of those pretty easily as long as you're just like, I saw my runner, I'm getting out now. Um, and just kind of uh, remember that you have to be quick, even though they, they are going to be running maybe 15 minute miles, but things get crowded. <laughs> yeah, they do. Now, Jen, I kind of interrupted you. You had started to talk, I think, and I, I smile because I interrupt a lot of people, but <laughs> you had started to talk, I think, about um, the finish line area for spectating. Wasn't that you were talking about? Yeah, I did um, want to go back to Jack's question. Yeah, let's, about let's when, get to um, that. Yeah. When, we, when, when you get there. Um, so we took the race transportation, the like stops, I think it stops at like four or four 30. Um, we took one of the later buses, got to Epcot. We had to wait a little bit. You'll look, uh, if you look in the event guide, you can see what time the monorail starts running and what time magic kingdom opens to spectators. Um, but if you just go on the race transportation, you go to the monorail area, there's a little like waiting area. Um, they tend to open it a little early, we got on the monorail, got over to Magic Kingdom. Um, they dropped us off there. We walked down. We waited at Magic at the Magic Kingdom entry for a little while, and then they let us in. It's kind of a mad dash to the ropes on Main Street, but we staked out a spot really early. Um, we called ourselves the protectors of the front row. Um, <laughs> so like we would talk to all the people around us and we were all tracking our runners. And so someone would say, mine's a mile away. And so we would let them go up to the front and they would cheer for their runners. And, yeah. you know, once they were done, they cleared out. We took our spot back at the front row. Um, and our friends were kind of towards the back of the pack. They were in the last corral. So we really held down the fort there. Um, you need, you need t-shirts. With yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> um, and make posters. Like we made yes. double-sided posters. Yes. We made one side that was just generic runner, like, you know, runner jokes, dad jokes. Yeah. Um, and then one side that was specific to our people. So like when we knew they were close, we just flipped our signs over um, so that our people could see their encouragement. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Good reminder. Posters are wonderful. But I mean, just being out there is wonderful. The posters are even more fun. I would recommend like the 11 by 17 size or the half sheet size because the big mm-hmm. posters just get a little cumbersome yeah. to bring around with you. <laughs> yeah. Especially um, on a windy day. Yes. <laughs> but I can talk to about the finish line a little bit. Yeah, go. Um, so we took the monorail back over to Epcot to go to the finish line. Um Depending on what time you get there, sometimes there's space in the bleachers. Sometimes it's an absolute madhouse. Um, any space you can find is awesome. Obviously, the closer to the finish line you can get, the more fun it is. But just being able to see your runner and all of the other other runners, especially with the half marathon, like that's a that's a big life goal for a lot of people, um, and it is very inspiring just to see people accomplishing their dreams. Um, and it's just a really cool area to be in. Yes, it is. Another thing I observed when Jack and I went was because we'd moved around so much, we were really towards for spectating. We were really towards the back and, uh, I stayed and watched the very last participants finish. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Pretty motivational. 
our runners for the marathon finished like 15 minutes before the balloon ladies. And so I um, talked to the person that I was with and I was like, I want to see the end of this race. Like I want to see the balloon ladies cross. I want to see the final runners cross. And I mean, I was in, everybody that was there was in tears and there was just a smattering of us like right along the fence, but everybody that was there was in tears. Like it's just the power of running in the Disney family, you know? There you go. Only, only run Disney brings out the tears like it does. So one time Casey and I ran into the half marathon by accident. We were going to Epcot in the morning and we ended up crossing paths with the half marathon that was still running. We were just going to, you know, start our day. Um, and it was one of the best like cheering experiences, right? It yeah. was like, <laughs> we didn't know anyone in the race. We were just there and, and we like, I don't know. We lost our voices cheering like crazy people. Yeah. And nice, to nice, us nice. Fashion, yeah. We were dancing and yelling and like, you know, when one of the runners like puts their name on their shirt, like every single name that we saw, we were like calling them out. Yeah. Uh, cool. Um, it was a, it was really good time. Calling them out by their costumes, whatever they were wearing. We're like, yes. oh, Donald Duck. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Um, so it, sometimes when you're in the park, it can be really fun just to come across a, a good spot. And I think the spot in Epcot, it, it, I don't think it runs across it this time, but I think we were in between the world showcase and the regular um, part mm-hmm. of Epcot where you walk in which I don't think it goes, it does kind of go by there. But if Epcot's open, that's right towards the finish line. So if you have a park ticket and a reservation, you can go right in and and cheer for them inside the park. Buy somebody a margarita. Right, yeah. (laughs) So Allie, I had a a similar experience to you and Casey. Um, During the marathon one year, um, I was cheering for you guys, but I stayed and I watched many, many runners after you all. And the the place that I spectated was right by Space 220, which if you are there and the park is open at that time, um, that's a good place to go and cheer because it's right towards the end. Um, And it's really rewarding, like you said, to cheer out those people's names or their costumes and things. They really appreciate it, and especially right at the end of the race when they're about to turn the corner and go to the finish line. Um, Many people told us how much they appreciate yeah. it itself. Yeah. 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 That's a hard part of a half marathon. Yes, for sure. Isn't it amazing, everyone, how a comment from a random stranger who you've never seen before and will never see again can kind of change your mood late in the long distance run? Absolutely. And like having watched and having run it, like by the time you get into Epcot, like your feet are hurting, but you know you're close everything feels terrible like any any spot that you could find in in the park or near the finish line to cheer people on and just go crazy with it um the runners are gonna love it and bring bring a cowbell or any kind of noise maker because <laughs> like you can't sit there and scream for three hours <laughs> no. Um, so this applies only to marathon weekend um but the year that I spectated Allie running her first marathon, which was emotional. Um, I was with her childhood best friend and her mom, and we realized that we had a really large gap between when we saw her on Main Street and to where we were headed. And the park was opening, and they led us into the park um, with the rope, and we were able to ride uh, Big Thunder 
before the park was like really, really open. So sometimes if you pay attention to the the time that you're in the park, um, I believe we had park tickets. Um, it was three, four years ago, so I can't really remember, but I'm sure as long as it's not a fast pass, they're not going to tell you to get out, but we rode big thunder and then we hightailed it out of there. So it was really fun to be on a like solo cart and big thunder and then be able to just kind of experience the park lower key and then get out of there. Um, but that's always fun to do if you're able to do it. Good deal. Good tip. Thanks. So I have a question that kind of befuddles me. What about the public transportation? We talked a little bit with Casey about driving in. Um, how, you know, when do you get there and, and how does that work? So spectators can take the race transportation buses with the runners. Um, those do stop at a certain point for the start of the race. So I believe if I remember correctly from the spectator guide, it's either four or four thirty. um, that the buses stop running. They do pick up again. Uh, that information is sometimes on the boards that you can find in your resort lobby. Um, it is also, I think, in the transportation section of the event guide, it'll say like race transportation available starting at 730 or something like that. So there is a gap of time that you cannot get on a race bus, but also other Disney transportation is not running. So if you're trying to go during that time, you're going to want to drive. But my recommendation and what we did was we just took the racer buses in the morning. We picked one of the later ones to get on um, just so we didn't have to get up quite as early, you know, 2.30 instead of 2 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> so actually another tip that you could do, like when my wife did it with uh, Becky for the uh... – half for wine and dine they took the uh resort bus and they got off at the resort area and which was a positive plus they actually got off the bus while we were coming through the bus stop area so they saw us there then they saw us again at the finish line yeah later in the day you can start taking the disney transportation like once they start running buses to the parks um if you're thinking about taking the skyliner over to epcot just know that it drops off on the other side of epcot so unless you have an Epcot park ticket, you can't just walk through Epcot to get to the finish line, which is at the front of the park. So if you want to get to Epcot from your resort, either take one of the race buses or take regular Disney a regular Disney bus transport there. What is your biggest advice you might give to someone that is spectating that people wouldn't normally think of that you would find important? I think I would say get there early. And be there for everybody. Cool. I like that. Be there for everybody. I like that. Because as part of everybody, I appreciate you being there. All right, friends, look, uh, a quick conversation about spectating at Run Disney events. It's a question we see a lot on Facebook. We hope we gave you some good ideas there. Jen, Casey, thanks for joining us for this part of the episode. Thanks. Thank you. So that's it. That's the event guide for Princess. Gosh, looking forward to seeing a whole bunch of you there. Meanwhile, we've got a contest that's wrapping up pretty soon. Alicia, what's the deal on that? So we do have an Instagram contest that goes through um, February 17th. So the day after this will drop. All of the information on how to enter that contest is in the description on our Instagram. Um, we're giving away three items that were from Marathon Weekend. 2023. So we hope that you 
enter that contest and go check it out. Thanks. Sounds good. I know uh, response has been pretty good so far, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and we will announce the winner next the next episode. So next episode, next full episode. Correct. Reminder: we got a we got a uh, special episode next week. So the episode that comes out Thursday of Princess Weekend, yes, is the one we'll, where we'll announce the winner of that contest. Thank you. So that's our contest. Now, before I leave Princess completely. Let me remind folks, next week is the roll call, the the traditional rise and run roll call, which is getting to be a big deal. I love the numbers that we're getting of people who are signing up. Uh, that'll be next week, so you still have time. Put your name on the list or check the list to see if your name's there because we'll do the roll call next week. All right. Hey, we've had a peloton challenge going on for the month of february we're about halfway done greg how's it going the competition is razor razor thin um, is that right i mean so we've caught up a bit huh we have caught up a bit uh now will run for is still in the lead by about 150 miles or so as of recording but you know i i think they i think they got a little on their laurels on super bowl sunday there was a lot of you know, just lounging around and, you know, not getting on the bike and everything like that. But Team Rise and Run, you know, you know, we you know, we knew we were gonna be having lots of snacks on Super Bowl Sunday and everything like that. So, you know, we we hopped on the bike to help offset that and everything like that. So, but no, it's been a lot of fun. The trash talking has still been great. Um, and we're looking forward to two more weeks of this and really benefiting two awesome charities between the American Cancer Society and Give Kids the World. To those of you who are pedaling, we salute you. We appreciate you. I think it's a neat thing. I think it's a neat thing that both of the podcasts are doing on that. Good job. Hang in there, gang. We're doing well. Hey, a reminder, Jeff Galloway's weekend in Atlanta is coming up March 18th and 19th. I got good news, as far as I'm concerned, in the e- in an email today. I am assured, after many promises going back to October, that the Android version of the Jeff Galloway running app will be out this weekend. All right. So I am excited about that. So the Android version should be available this weekend, the weekend of February 18th. And I'm I'm looking forward to downloading it and using it. If you want information on Jeff's weekend... Or on the Fidipides Challenge, which is is genuinely a really good virtual challenge, uh, go to jeffgalloway.com and just search there. And let me remind you, please, that if you're registering for the Jeff Galloway Weekend, any of the events, the 5K, the Shamrock 5K, as they now call it, uh, used to be the Barb, used to be Barb's 5K, but the Shamrock 5K occurring on St. Patrick's Day. Or the JG 13.1, or the Double G Challenge, which is both races. Use the code RISE and RUN, all one word, on your entry for a 10% discount on that one. Okay, my friends, it's time for the race report. Hey, actually, I'm actually going to start this one with I don't know if this is actually an apology and alibi or not, but I haven't used those for a while. So last week when I was talking with our friend Megan 
about the Donna Marathon. I mentioned something about the fact that I thought it ran on the beach at one point. And our friend, Coach Twiggs, Chris Twiggs, sent me a text message on Thursday. And he said, I'm listening to the race report. And in fact, the Donna did used to run on the beach. However, it put the race at the mercy of the tides. And I understand, I run on the beach sometimes around here. I understand what he means is that you can't really run on the loose sand. You've got to run on the hard pack stuff. And if the tide is up, that makes it really tough. So the tide has to be out a little bit. You have to have just the right conditions to run on the beach. So they do not run on the beach anymore. But they used to. A word of explanation. We added something last week, Greg. We added a PR bell, but I didn't explain special PR bell. A special, but I didn't explain to anybody what we were doing. So it kind of came through a little bit out of context. But when you hear, which if you've been to Disney World, you'll recognize, that's our Rise and Run podcast PR bell. I, I honestly, I've made lots of notes this week. I don't know if we're going to need the bell or not. We'll have to see. Let's start out on Saturday in Dublin, Texas, the Love Run 5K. Boy, there was a theme this week. Lots of love runs, lots of anyway. I don't know why. Oh, yes, I do. Uh, Jason did that one. Jason said it was cold but fun with with a good bit of off-road running. Now, he didn't mention anything about a PR, but Jason was first in his age group. Not too shabby. Oh, let's give him a bell anyway. <laughs> okay. There you go, Jason. He said, in fact, I think his exact comment was, I was first in my age group, and that's all I have to say about that. I say, good for you. I don't care what you left out. Good for you. First in age group always works for me. A love struck 5K. I told you there was a theme this week. Sugarland, Texas. Jen did that one. She walked the event one month after her surgery. That's the same Jen we talked to last week in our Donna Marathon episode. The Jen who had the uh, double mastectomy one month ago. She finished dopey before her surgery. She finished a 5K one month after. You got to love that. I mean, that's... That's the family we're dealing with here. It's just, I'm telling you, if I think about it too much, I, I get uh, I get a little emotional. So I won't think about it too much. I'll move on to Sarah, who also ran that one. Sarah said it was pretty chilly at the start, but she had a good time. 39 degrees at the start. That's pretty chilly for Texas. So good job, ladies. Uh, continuing with the theme, the Cupid's Chase 5K in Glen Rock, New Jersey. Rob and Sue did that one. Rob says this was his 12th year at the race, which makes him a perfect Cupid chaser. A new category I just invented right now. The Run for Love 4-Miler in Winter Park, Florida. Bunch of folks on that one. I think this is the fifth race in the Track Shack series. I say that because... On Sunday, there was another race, so I could be a little confused. Anyway, it was a race in the Track Shack series. Uh, 
Great signs along the way. Margaret sent us some pictures of the signs. Margaret was there. If there's a run in Central Florida, you're not. You got to know Margaret was there. And this, I find this interesting. This was Margaret's first race in her 40s. Track Shack actually put a birthday hat. I think it was a sticker or something on the back of her bib. That's pretty cool. Now, what I find is interesting. It was Margaret's first race in her 40s. Jared ran this one. It was his last race in his 30s. Now, Jared's back at it after taking a tumble on a trail race last week, so I'm glad to see he didn't get banged up too badly. In fact, I'm pretty sure Jared ran twice. In fact, I'm pretty sure Jared and Margaret ran twice this weekend. Nikki was there. Nikki won an award for her costume which is very noteworthy because I already mentioned that Margaret was there and Nikki still won an award for a costume. That's pretty cool. Nikki's comment is apparently tutus are not that common when you're not running at Disney. (laughs) (laughs) Our buddy Michael was there. Uh, Jason and his wife were there. Uh, Jason posted some pictures with that. He took with Margaret Jason's fourth run since dopey his fastest run in the last four years. It happened to occur at a four miler. Another theme. We got Cupid and love themes. And we got fours. Uh, Jason's a perfect run for lover. He's done this race seven years. And finally, Kelly was also there at the event. At the Give Kids the World Village, the Gingerbread 5K, Kayla and Jennifer and her husband, Stephen, were there. Kayla took it easy, took an hour to enjoy the journey through the Give Kids the World's Village, took a lot of excellent photos. And Jen and Stephen join us tonight in the Race Report Spotlight. So Jen and Steve, welcome to the Race Report Spotlight. Thank you for having us. So I'm pinch hitting here for Bob tonight. I'm going to ask his his favorite leading question to these interviews. How did the two of you get started in running? Well, I used to run quite often when I was in college and a little bit after um, doing a lot of treadmill running. And uh, Jen was not much of a runner. She was more into the Zumbas and the kickboxing. And I think on a a dare, she signed up for the Broad Street Run in Philly. And there you go. Yeah. um been an addiction ever since and now i have somebody to run with and of course she outruns me every time now (laughs) yeah my friends all ran the broad street run back in 2018 and i was like oh that looks like fun and they're like oh you should run with us next year and i said sure and february comes around and it was time to sign up and i got in so i trained and then ran broad street and i've been running ever since and i love it guys what's the philly connection we both were born and raised in Philly. Okay, nice. Moved to Florida two years ago. And you told us before we started recording that you live in uh, West Palm Beach now. Now, obviously, this weekend you ran the gingerbread run at Give Kids the World. That's in Kissimmee. So what was the impetus to make the trek to Central Florida uh, to partake in this race? Well, we've heard so much about this charity. Um, and we actually have a friend whose family had a Make-A-Wish trip and stayed at the village. 
Um, and we've heard you speak about it, um, how you do runs for that charity for Run Disney. And um, we ended up going to the Night of a Million Lights back in oh, December. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And we heard about the gingerbread run, which they usually have in December, um, mm-hmm. but they moved it to March. So we signed up for it. And it just like a Disney run, we got up at 2 a.m. And I drove, yes. Oh, and wow. um, so we did the run and it was awesome. That's amazing. But tell us a little bit about the particulars of the race, because using one of my coined phrases here on the show, it's very run Disney adjacent. Um, you know, so tell us some about the, the highlights that, you know, you can compare this race to a typical run Disney weekend. Sure. Well, first we had to park at an offsite location. We parked at medieval times in Kissimmee and they bust us over to the village. Um, if you were uh, handicapped and had a handicap plate, you were able to park over at the village. Um, so they bust us over and, um, they had uh, a kickoff in the beginning. Um, they, one of the graduates of the program um, got to speak about his experience, how he stayed at the village, and he actually ended up doing the 5K afterwards. Um, there were characters there um, almost every what, quarter mile. Yeah, and I, I, I think that the, what I didn't expect, and it was the best part of the race, uh, I anticipated running outside of the village. Um, but this actually took you through the village. So you got to experience what the kids are, are, are seeing as well. And it was great to see some of the families outside waving with the little clappers. So um, it was pretty surreal. Yeah. Um, they actually, we did run like on the street outside, but I think that was for maybe what, a half mile half at mile. the most. Um, and we saw signs for fun runs. So we did the 5K, but I think they had like a shorter route for people who didn't want to do the full 5K. Makes sense. Yeah. The characters were so cool. Like they had Star Wars characters. They had Marvel characters, DC characters. They had a little pony with a unicorn Um, and the princess that was with the unicorn was sprinkling pixie dust and I still have glitter in my hair (laughs) (laughs) yeah and oh they had trick-or-treating too so they had a holiday set up it was just it was really cool really cool and people did have costumes um which was cool to see so it was very much Disney-esque a lot of tutus (laughs) now did either of you dress up for this um, I had a gingerbread shirt on with a sparkle skirt, so um, maybe you didn't dress no, up for I that. So. I had my eagle's headband. That's about it. There you go. Right. Go birds. No, so I'm I'm very glad to hear that a majority of this run was done inside the village proper because I've only ever been on location one time. This was for. Um, it was like a, a welcome reception for the charity runners from Marathon Weekend in. 2022 and at that point the village had like just reopened so they kind of like kept us secluded to one side so i never got a full scope of everything that that goes on in the village and you know how much road you could run so really glad to see that and you know hearing all those characters looks great i mean i i was seeing photos i think what thor was there as well too you know i was glad to see there was a wide array of characters there um now the one question that i did have is pre-race or post-race did you get to explore more of the village on your own like were they offering tours or anything like that because i know they have you know 
small attractions, you know, that are accessible for all of the families and everything like that. And I know there's like the ice cream parlor where you can get, you know, a scoop of ice cream whenever you want, no matter what time of day. Did you get to see any of that afterwards? We actually were walking around beforehand. Um, we were walk. the ice cream shop wasn't open, but the little um, like cafeteria area mm-hmm. was open. There was a shop open. Um, so we pretty much had free reign. It was still dark out though, but it was pretty cool to see all that. They had a carousel that we saw. Um, it wasn't running though during the race. Um, and then we got to walk around the different villages. Um, they even had one that almost looked like a hotel. Like it wasn't like a separate little house, like the rest of the villages were. So I don't know if that was for volunteers or smaller families. Um, so we got to see that. And they had a, the town hall was open where it was, um, kind of like a little museum to how the charity started. There's a lot of posters and a little storytelling in the lobby. That was nice. Yeah. And speaking of charity, obviously this was a massive charity run for the organization. Why don't you tell our listeners how much money this race um, brought in for the village? $180,000. Wow. That's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Wow. That's really impressive. It was very cool. So um, it's just such a great charity. And I, when the one young kid was um, speaking, I don't remember his name, just about his experience. He was saying how he was there in 2020 after his third brain surgery. And, you know, he was just saying how wonderful everybody was to him and everybody seemed to know him that was up on the stage. Um, And it just brought tears to my eyes just because to see him, you know, go through the program recover from the illness that he had and then go ahead and do the 5k with his family yeah 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 Yeah. it was so awesome that's impressive that's really phenomenal i mean and knowing the information that uh, at least i know about it hearing that one hundred eighty thousand dollars was raised that's going to send a lot of families on a week-long vacation so that that's just awesome And, and i'm glad you know it had such a positive and profound impact on both of you if you could pitch this race or any other running events that occur at give kids the world that you know whether people live in the central florida area or like you you know in the state and just you know happen to want to make the trip give us the elevator pitch as to why someone should run a give kids the world well first of all it was fun there were characters there were um donuts there was bagels ice cream coffee gingerbread cookies that were in the shape of a heart so just the treats that you got afterwards but just to run through the village and see the families cheering us on and actually a couple of the families there um, they actually had make-a-wish shirts on they actually participated in the run itself so just to know that it raised money for such a great cause that everybody just had so much fun I think it would be a great thing. And you got to take pictures with the Chick-fil-A cows and the Star Wars <laughs> characters, not even just during the run, but before and after. And you got a cute little rubber medal. So this is the medal. You have to hold it up the, to the, the have to hold up to the microphone, Jen. The camera's <laughs> there. Hold it. There you go. Can you can you hear the Can you hear it? Good, can you good, hear good, it? good job. Good job. But it's really cute. So it was very Christmas slash Valentine's themed. So you know, and just knowing what the charity stands for yeah. and the joy it brings to some of these kids that you really don't know how much time they have left, um, that you're, you're, you know, at least trying to make a difference. It's yeah, anything involving children, just, you know, here, take my money. <laughs> nice. 
in typical Bob fashion, I'll end this off with what's next? What's your next race? What's your next run Disney race? Uh, Princess weekend. Oh, it's coming up soon. Yeah, we're doing the 10K together. So I'm doing the challenge in the 5K. And, and this will be my second 10K. Oh, uh, very nice. I the first one, so I figured let's try it again. There you go. And waiting on Broad Street Lottery. So we'll see. Me too. We'll find that out <laughs> next week. Well, well, and tomorrow's the Disneyland. Oh, yeah. And... Tomorrow I'm yeah, going to try right. register for Disneyland, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, Jennifer and Stephen, thank you so much for joining us here on the Race Report Spotlight. And we look forward to seeing you uh, at Disney World real soon. Cool. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, moving along in up, up in your neck of the woods, Greg, in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. The great Cupid Run 5K, Brianna ran that one. In Binghamton, New York, not real close to you, John, I don't think. Uh I'm not sure exactly where Binghamton is. I think it's in the western part of the state, but I'm not positive. Anyway, Binghamton, New York, the Cupid's Chase 5K. Steve did that one. Steve put some photos up. It just looked cold in Steve's photos. And he said he had a great run. Finished the 5K in about 26 minutes, which was a PR. And first in his age group. Good run, Steve. Thanks, Steve. I was afraid we weren't going to get a chance. Oh, we used the bell already for another first in the age group. But there it is again. There's our PR bell. Elisa ran a zoo run with her husband and grandson. Didn't say where it was, but I think I figured it out. I I loved the T-shirts they had on. The uh, grandma and grandpa had parrot had, no, I'm sorry. Grandson had a parrot T-shirt. Grandma and grandpa had grand parrot t-shirts on pretty cool that's cool that's very cool now i think this was the same run that monica and her family did at the brevard zoo in melbourne florida (laughs) monica monica walked uh, her family was with her monica's our friend who ran dopey then a few weeks later gave birth to hashtag dopey baby and two weeks later Finish this 3K. Ladies, you're, you're daggum amazing. I'm impressed. And, and and what's really cool is hashtag Dobie Baby made it on this race. Mama Carrie. Oh, perfect. Pretty neat, huh? Uh, Monica said she walked. Her family took off. Her daughter Delaney finished first in her age group. Her daughter Kennedy finished second in her age group. Her husband tried to keep up with the two of them, but that didn't work. And Monica had two more daughters in the stroller along with hashtag dopey baby in a pouch. Pretty neat. Um, let's see. We're still on Saturday. Did you know there was a run at the Philadelphia Zoo, Greg, on Saturday? No. And and when I saw this photo, yeah. I, I got so excited and disappointed. I'm like, oh, that would have been an awesome run to do yeah. because I believe, and, and someone can fact check me on this, I believe the Philadelphia Zoo is the oldest zoo in America. No, I think that's right. Uh, so yeah. that, that would have been that would have been a great race to you know to definitely do a five k. It's all the no, I don't, I don't know if they've the had a five k the whole time that they've been open, but I think that, yeah. I think historically <laughs> that's correct. I think the Philadelphia Zoo is the oldest. Uh, Grace ran it. Good job, Grace. Fun run with the animals on a cold morning. Next stop for Grace, we'll see her at Princess Weekend in Birmingham, Alabama. The Regions Superhero Five K. 
uh, part of a race weekend there that's ending, unfortunately. We'll talk about it when I talk about the Sunday race. Uh, Jeannie and her daughter did that one in Birmingham. Pretty full schedule on Saturday. It's moved to Sunday in Melbourne, Florida. Jared, for his second run of the weekend, ran the Florida Half Marathon. Really windy and Melbourne's on the East Coast. I'm over here on the West Coast. Yes, Saturday was really windy. We had steady, steady 25-mile-an-hour winds with gusts. Nice if the wind's at your back. Not so cool when you're turning and running into it. I mentioned that on Saturday, Jared ran his last run in his 30s. So it stands to reason that this one had to be his 40th birthday. Happy birthday, Jared. Great way to celebrate running the Florida Half Marathon. I talked about the race weekend in Birmingham, Alabama. It's the Mercedes-Benz Marathon weekend. They have the 5K on Friday. They have a half and a full on Saturday. That was a a really excellent event in Alabama, unfortunately, and I'm not sure why uh, it's done this year. Our friend and my good friend for many years, Kevin, ran that one. Kevin did it as a catered training run. He's got a goal run coming up in Auburn, Alabama. Uh, This particular event, the Mercedes-Benz half, was Kevin's, I don't want to say return to running. He was a a soldier, also a career soldier, Um, but it was his first recreational run back in 2016. He did a sub-two-hour run, but that is holding the pace back a little bit for Kevin. Like I said, he's got his goal run coming up in a couple of weeks. Up in Bedford, New Hampshire, the Super Sunday four-miler, Kate ran that one, said she had lots of Run Disney and local friends coming together. They had a blast. They put a picture up. Now, the picture reminded me, I told you, I think, I know I told my friends, I don't know if I said it on the podcast, I took my wife, we saw the movie 80, with Bra- 80 for Brady. That's what this photo reminded me of. However, I have to say this real quickly. Nobody in the photo looked like they were 80 years old. In fact, I would say probably not even half that age. However, they were all wearing their blue New England Patriot jerseys up there in Bedford, New Hampshire. In Canton, Ohio, the Super Valentine's Sunday 5K. Lori ran that one, her fastest 5K in a while, she said. Weather was sunny in the high 20s, and that's pretty cold. However, when it's sunny, that can help a great deal. It was a good run for her, a kind of a neat, uh, the post-run information was kind of neat. And I sent a response on Facebook, and Laurie said that they actually had a two-person, she was part of a two-person race team where you and your partner's age get added together, and then they take your average time, so you're in these kind of wild age groups, her friend and she got second place for their age group, which was over 121 years. (laughs) That's pretty cool. I got to find one of those races. Uh, In Winter Garden, Florida, the For the Love of Chocolate 5K, also part of the Track Shack series. I don't know if it's the fifth of sixth, fourth. I don't know. I'm losing track. Kayla again. Kayla's back out there. Kayla ran this one through some nice neighborhoods. Chocolate at the water stops. Kayla got some pictures with Margaret because, of course, Margaret was there. It's a run in Central Florida. 
Uh, actually, first time back-to-back race weekend since Dopey for Margaret. She says her legs were apparently questioning, why are we running again today? Oh, come on, Margaret. You know why you're running again today, because there was an event near you. You can't. You can't avoid those. I get it. We love you for it. Oh, boy. This one occurred in a city in New York, the Cupid's Cup 5K. Brian and Karen ran it. I am going to try. The Arondequoit, New York. John, you ever heard of a city like that? No. Th- nope. I don't know. That's They live up. Uh, they live upstate. I think they live not far from Buffalo. Yeah, uh, they live by I'm, Buffalo. Yeah, I'm not. I doubt that I'm pronouncing that. I'm sure it's an American Indian name, Arondequoit. Anyway, the Cupid's Cup 5K, Brian and Karen, first race since Dopey. On course beer stops. You can't go wrong there. And they ran together this one. Sometimes they run at their own pace. This time they ran together. Let's wrap up the race report with the New York Road Racers. Gridiron Four Miler in Central Park, New York. Emily and Doug ran that one. Long race report this weekend. I love it, guys. Keep the information coming. Love hearing from you. So, wrapping up episode 72, a couple of reminders. Look for a special episode early next week. We'll have our regular episode next Thursday, the first Thursday of Princess Weekend. But look for a special episode where we chat with Michael about the World Marathon Challenge. A reminder again, our Princess Meetup, Saturday of race week, 3 p.m., the food truck area in Disney Springs. Next Thursday is our regularly scheduled Zoom meetup. We'll be down at Disney World. I'm not sure. We we may give it a shot anyway. Heck, we'll see. I got a week to decide what we're going to do. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I got a question for you. If we're at the uh, races in the morning, where can we see you guys? Well, that's a... Don, I'm glad you mentioned that. (laughs) First of all, you have to get down there, John. Oh, okay. But if you're assuming you are, (laughs) assuming that you are. We talked about the meetup, but if you want to see us before the races, as you come into the race area and you look forward where the character stops are and the stage is and the DJs up there, there are bleachers set up in front. We are typically to the very left side as you're facing the stage of those bleachers. Now, normally we're easy to find because there are a bunch of us there. It's only going to be three of us there this weekend on the 5K. It'll be Allie and me on the 10K, just Allie. And she's not real big. She's not that easy to find, but she'll be there. She'll be there. She typically comes a little bit later, but she'll be there. And if all goes well on the half, it'll be Allie, Jack, and me over there to the left side of the bleachers. Thanks for asking, John. I appreciate it. And if you're listening, please do look for us. We genuinely love to see folks if you see us there uh, before the race if you see us at the expo i'll have my on thursday i'll have my red rise and run t-shirt on please come say hello we genuinely really it's, it's the highlight of the weekend for us i promise you so my friends and if you run you are our friend 
That brings episode 72 to a close. We're excited about seeing you very soon, but until then, happy running. The Rise and Run podcast discusses general information about Run Disney and is in no way affiliated with Run Disney or the Walt Disney Company. Any information or advice discussed on this podcast should not be considered medical advice and should always consult with your healthcare provider or event organizer.